Welcome to Alaskwatch, the show all about Bigfoot in the great state of Alaska. I'm your host, Beans Baxter. So lace up your boots, zip up your coat, and come with me on an adventure as we explore all things cryptid in the last frontier. Oh, hey there. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays, whatever your reason for the season may be. I am back. Uh, it is I, your host of Alaska Watch Podcast, Beans Baxter. And uh, here we are. And man, I sound, I sound really good. <laughs> I, um, I bought myself, I took advantage of some Black Friday sales, and I bought some new headphones for my <clears throat> little podcast studio. And my old ones I've had since, oh geez, 2007, eight. And, uh, they finally just the, the left, the left earphone or headphone, whatever it is, just stopped working. And every once in a while <clears throat> I would turn my head a certain way and it would work for like a split second. And I tried a different, uh, a different wire, they're wired headphones and it didn't work. So I assume it's probably just some internal wiring thing with the headphones. Uh, so I finally, I just broke down and bought some new ones. And this is the first time in like, I don't know, probably a year that I've recorded and been able to hear myself in both ears. And, um, the first thing I noticed is like, I can hear. I can hear a lot of stuff. Like I can hear the fan on the laptop. Um, I, I like had some like digestion noises a while ago. I just eaten and uh, I was like, what is that coming from me? <clears throat> so uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm paranoid. I'm like, is that, is that like recorded all the time? And I'm just now hearing it because I've got new headphones or is it just something that is coming through because I have new headphones and it's not going to show up in the actual recording. It's a little, it's a little weird, but, um, yeah, uh, hopefully this, uh, I'm going to try and get this out, uh, before Christmas, uh, maybe on Christmas Eve, maybe a little sooner, give you a little something to, uh, listen to while you're hanging your mistletoe and cooking your Christmas dinner and maybe wrapping a couple of gifts. Um, not going to get too deep in the weeds. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about my, uh, video series on my trip to Washington I uh, want to uh, talk about the last couple of episodes. Uh, well, they're not the last couple of episodes, the, the last episodes that dropped. <clears throat> and just kind of talk about uh, some stuff that didn't quite make it into the videos. Um, you know, and it, it's funny because I go on these trips and basically my my reason for it, my like other than the obvious of looking for Bigfoot, uh, is to generate content. Like I want to record things. I want to document things. And it's, it's so funny how, especially as time goes on, as you're out in the field longer and longer, you just, you kind of stop recording things. <laughs> you're like, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to get that right now. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. You know, that's not that big of a deal. Or you'll record something. You're like, oh, this might be a good segment. And then you won't like, you won't record the second part of it. Like, Oh, we're going to go over here and do this. And then you don't record going over there and doing it. You know, you talk about it, but you don't record it <clears throat> or you're busy. Cause a lot of times what would happen is I would, I would be like, Oh, we're going to go over here and we're going to do this. And then we would go over there <clears throat> and I would do it and I would do it. And Marshall would record me on his camera, but then I wouldn't have my, it on my camera. So I'm like, well, Marshall has that footage. I don't have it. And to be fair, he did reach out and ask, Hey, is there any footage you guys want that I have? And honestly, I mean, I, at that, at that point, like a few, like a few weeks after the trip, I'm like, I can't remember what we did and what we didn't. <laughs> like there was a few things that really stood out to me. But other than that, I was like, I, I don't remember anything. I think I have everything I need. But, um, <clears throat> and I, and I ended up, you know, I thought I generated some decent videos. I thought there was some pretty cool content. And, uh, you can watch all those. I believe there's seven of them up right now 
on the Alaska Watch YouTube channel. If you head over to YouTube, type in Alaska Watch, uh, go over to my channel <clears throat> and um, like and subscribe. I, I need some subscribers. I'm still I'm climbing up that uh, that hill towards monetization. Um, it, it's kind of frustrating because I see I don't want to compl- I don't want to I'm not going to complain. <laughs> it's Christmas podcast. I should be thankful for what I have. But I will say it's a little con- it's a little frustrating seeing other channels that are not as old. I mean, I've been around for like three years or something now. And, um, I see channels that, that just kind of pop up and they get, you know, tens of thousands of subscribers and, uh, they don't have, they don't have as many videos as I do. And they, a lot of their content is, is very similar to mine. And, uh, yeah, it, it gets frustrating. I mean, I, I wish them all success in the world as long as they're, you know, honest and, and, um, you know, they have integrity, but, um, it, it does get a little frustrating. I think a lot of my problem is, <clears throat> And I, I'm only going to touch on this for a minute. I promise I'll stop bitching. Uh, a lot of my problem is, is uh, I stay away. I don't have a lot of guests. I don't have a lot of stories. I stay away from a lot of the creepy story stuff. Um, and that's what people want to hear. They want stories. Like they want to be scared. They want to hear the creepy Bigfoot stories. They want um, basically creepy pasta. Um, you know, and that's, I feel like that's what a lot of these podcasts are anymore, especially ones with like uh member section or Patreon sections. It's just kind of like a subscription creepy pasta service. You know, there's no, there's not really any vetting of the, the story or the guest. And, you know, it's a safe place and <clears throat> you can come on and talk about anything you want. And nobody's going to question it whatsoever. <laughs> And, um, and, and, so, and don't get me wrong, you know, I, in some ways I'm like, yeah, I get it. I understand. I, I can see why that that would be important to have. Cause there's a lot of stuff. I'm not saying, a lot, I'm not saying that these encounters, especially, <laughs> you know, a lot of times truth is stranger than fiction. And a lot of these encounters that people talk about that just seem like in, I mean, just crazy stuff are the ones that you're like, that I'm like, you know, that's probably true because it's so insane. Like, it's so crazy. It makes no sense. It's probably the true one. And then, you know, the guy that's like, oh, I had Bigfoot run across the road in front of me and, you know, in uh, Florida or something, you know, or, or whatever that, that, you know, that that's probably more made up than the, the guy that uh, saw Bigfoot getting into a UFO. I mean, who, who knows? Um, and, and say I'm getting on a tangent. I, I said, I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> It's probably because I've got a, I've got a little, ladies and gentlemen, I have a little Christmas cheer here in my bottle, uh, here on my, on my desk. Um, it's, uh, it's the holidays and I'm, uh, I'm not working today. So I thought, you know, I had some pizza for lunch and I thought, you know, what goes really well with pizza is beer and here we are. So don't judge me. It's the holidays, but yeah, I, um, I have, I have a little problem with some of the stuff that's out there now. Uh, but you know, God bless the people that are out there putting it out. You know, uh, somebody needs to, I think probably, honestly, I, I think I've said this before, maybe in one of the videos that Marshall, uh, and I did, I don't think <clears throat> that the mystery of Bigfoot's ever going to be solved in our, in my lifetime. Um, but I do think if we ever do get answers or when we do get answers, I think it's going to be probably stranger than, than people realize. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going over to the woo, um, yet. <laughs> uh, it seems like a lot of researchers that have been in this for a while. Um, uh, some even not as long as I have, it seems like they get to a point where they're just like, well, I haven't seen one. So, they must be, you know, magic, aliens, interdimensional, whatever. Um, and it goes, and you know what? It goes the other way too, on the other side of it. <clears throat> you get the researchers that uh, go out there and, and do a lot of, of uh, research and look and look, and they don't have a sighting, and they go, well, um, they're just must only, you know, they must be almost extinct. You know, there's only, you know, a few left. And, you know, you get this weird dichotomy where, <clears throat> you know, you get frustrated researchers that, that say, well, I haven't seen one and I've been doing this for X amount of years, so they must be 
you know, magic or, you know, there, there's, it's unexplainable. And then you get the ones that are like, well, I've been doing this X amount of years. I haven't had a sighting, so they must not be any, or there must be very, very few. And <clears throat> I can see both sides of that argument. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I'm not on either side of that yet. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Who knows? I've certainly had my share of weird things, uh, that have happened to me and, I'm just, I'm just not quite, uh, not quite at that level yet to where I'm ready to say that it's magic or interdimensional or this or that. Um, but I'm not ready to say that stuff's not around either. I think, uh, I think it's important to, to consider that we live in a universe of infinite possibilities. Um, the, the, the key, I think the key uh, to that phrase is even though there are infinite possibilities, some of them are very, 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 very unlikely. So anything is possible, but not everything is probable, I guess is kind of how I look at things. And uh, I think that's enough of that. Haven't I complained enough? Um, Let's talk about some things that happened on my trip that I didn't really get to uh, include in the videos. <clears throat> and uh, I wanted to tell this story because it's, it's pretty funny. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. And at the same time, I did actually get a little footage of this. <clears throat> and I remember like, this is, again, this is one of those segments where I was like, Oh, this is what happened. And this is what we did. And then afterwards, and I got home and I'm like putting my video together. I'm like, Oh, I, I, recorded like Marshall recorded that on his camera and I don't have it. So the little bit of footage that I have really doesn't make any sense. So I figured, well, you know, I'll save it for the behind the scenes stuff. You know, we'll talk about it on the podcast. I'll tell the story. And, um, <clears throat> what had happened was, is I believe it was the day that Marshall had left. He went, he ran uh, back home to unload his, um, his uh, memory cards and he came back and it was, it was getting, it was, it wasn't dark, but it was starting, you know, the sun was starting to co go down. It was kind of twilight. Uh, you could still see pretty good, but <clears throat> you know, it, it definitely wasn't sunny. And we had just, uh, had some, we had just fixed some dinner. I don't even remember what we had. I think Marshall fixed something. Marshall's always, He's such a great camp cook. He takes such good care of us when we're out there. But uh, Marshall, I think, had, had we just sat down and had something to eat. And we were getting up and we were kind of moving around after our, after our meal and kind of cleaning up and stuff. <clears throat> and Marshall was standing in front of me. And I was, um, I was facing him and I was looking. I saw movement like behind him, like over his shoulder, like way um, on the road. So there's like a, um, a vault toilet sitting at the end. I don't know, like 30, 40 yards away from our campsite. And <clears throat> there's like an intersection right there where the vault toilet is. You take a, a turn, a left turn off the, I call it the main road. It's not a paved road. It's very remote, but you take a left off the main road, come down. And that's basically the driveway or the entrance to the campground. And the vault toilet is right there. Well, I'm, uh, I'm looking over Marshall's shoulder <clears throat> as I'm talking to him and I see movement, uh, behind him, like past the vault toilet. So, you know, 40 yards away or so. And it's just this, um, it's a tan. It, 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 so first off, it, it wasn't big. I knew it wasn't Bigfoot. Let me put it out there. Uh, but I saw this, this tan, um, hairy form like a shoulder and it's as close to the ground. So it's, it's, it's not, it's not a bear. It's not a person. And it, I saw like a shoulder and a, and a, and a front quarter of this animal <clears throat> as it, uh, moved toward the vault toilet, kind of like behind the vault toilet. Um, I had just seen it through this little like opening in the foliage, uh, behind me or behind Marshall. And, you know, the first thing that went through my mind <clears throat> is, holy crap, 
it's a mountain lion because <laughs> it was the same. It was kind of like that tannish color, that tannish yellow color. And it was low to the ground. It looked, it looked like it was stalking. You know, I saw like a shoulder and it was moving slow and it was kind of moving behind the vault toilet. And I told Marshall, I said, Marshall, there's a freaking mountain lion behind the bathroom. And I'm like, get your camera. <clears throat> and I think I've said it here before. I am not uh, a mountain lion guy. Uh, I've never lived in a state that had mountain lions. And in fact, the, the first time that we were in Washington, in that area, uh, in fact, not far from there at all, uh, looking around, we found some mountain lion tracks. <clears throat> and I kind of had this, I had this like realization come over me. I was like, oh. I, I don't, I don't know anything about mountain lions. Like, I don't know how to handle mountain lions. I can, bears I can deal with, moose I can deal with. Um, you know, I can, I can, I know things to look out for to indicate their behavior. If they're irritated, if they're, you know, if they're docile, if they're not, okay, that moose isn't paying attention to me. I can go on about my business. You know, I, I can, I can tell. <clears throat> mountain lions, no idea. Clean slate, no idea what's going on. I know they're scary as heck because they're big and they're predatory. <laughs> so I see this thing slink behind the vault toilet building. And I don't know. I'm thinking, okay, <clears throat> is it, is it trying to sneak up on us? I mean, we did just have some food out. Is, is it trying to ambush us or did, is it just passing through? And I just happen to see it, which I understand is like, doesn't happen almost, almost never. Like I'd probably have a better chance of getting struck by lightnings or, or seeing a Sasquatch than I would see in a mountain lion. In fact, I think, um, after, after this incident, Marshall said something along the lines of like, if, if you'd seen it, if you see a mountain lion, it's only cause they want you to see it or something like that. So anyway, <clears throat> I don't know what to do. Um, but I'm like, okay, well th th obviously like this is not good. We don't want this big cat hanging around our campsite. <clears throat> so I feel like I've got to do something. And number one, I really want to get this thing on film if I can, because it would be super cool to get footage of a mountain lion. <clears throat> so I tell Marshall, I'm like, get your camera and follow me. I'm going to walk up here and I'm going to see, I'm going to try and film too, but I'm also going to have my hand on my gun and I'm going to try and, and see if we can get um, footage on it. So I'm thinking we're going to, we're going to turn the tables here and we're going to ambush the mountain lion before he can ambush us or we're going to scare him away. So, and plus I know cats are less likely to, um, attack if you're facing them. If you're, if you can, if they can see your eyes, they're, they're less likely to uh, get you. <clears throat> so I'm like, well, let's go investigate this. See if we can get this cat out of here or, eliminate this threat before it gets us. I don't even know what the rules are of, of for defense of life and property against mountain lions in Washington. But if it had came at me, I, I would have, I mean, obviously I would have defended myself. So, and hopefully not have gotten into trouble before, but who knows anymore. So, um, I start creeping up toward the vault toilet and I'm, I'm trying to be quiet and I've got my, I've got my camera going and I'm, I'm creeping up there and walking really quiet. And I'm like, I'm wondering like, okay, well, what if, if it hears me coming and it starts going around the toilet on the other side, basically where we're going, you know, it's one step ahead of me and I'm, I'm peeking around the corner while it's coming around the other corner behind me. <clears throat> so all these scenarios are going through my head and I'm like, well, you know, more than likely I'm just going to go, you know, go away cat and it's going to run. So that's what's in my head. Um, I'm walking up toward the toilet and then out from around the the building where the vault toilet is this, uh, huge dog comes running around the corner and then another dog comes behind it and they see me and they kind of freak out and they, they, they run off. And the dog that I saw <clears throat> was the exact color. It was like a, some kind of mastiff and it was, it was kind of a, a, a light yellow color. It was almost the same color as a mountain lion. And I actually, I actually did get footage of the dog and as soon as they ran off, I like stopped recording. I was like, oh, it's a dog. You know, I turned around to a marshal. I was like, that's a dog. But 
if, if you had just seen like I just like I just saw the shoulder of the ant of the that the dog that was colored uh, like the mountain lion. If I'd have seen uh, the other dog, I might have thought maybe oh it's a dog or a wolf or something like that. I, I probably wouldn't have thought domestic dog right away because we were pretty far away from any houses. And uh, yeah, it was it was uh, <laughs> it was funny after the fact, but it was one of those stories where you're like, ooh man, this is. Like this could be bad. Uh, you know, this, this cat uh, seems like it's stalking us here. It's like, I saw it like sneaking around. So what's it trying to do? Is it trying to pass through or is it trying to sneak up on us? And, um, yeah, it just ended up being a, a, a big, uh, tan colored dog. Um, and I, I <laughs> it, it was one of those moments too, where you're just like, whew, like, Oh, I'm glad it was just a stupid dog. Um, but yeah, those two dogs were running around and I think they had collars on if I remember correctly, <clears throat> but, uh, I felt bad for them, but they were pretty skittish. Like they didn't, it seemed like they didn't even like entertain coming to me. They saw me and they turned around and they ran off. Uh, so they were, um, they were pretty, uh, pretty skittish. I, I don't know maybe if, um, they had escaped from a, a house nearby or if they were maybe just feral at that point. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty, uh, it was one of those moments that, uh, got your, got my blood pressure up and got, uh, got me worried. Like what's going to happen next? Am I going to have to, am I going to have to shoot this thing or am I just going to be able to scare it away? Um, and you know, more than likely they probably smelled the food that Marshall and I were had and they just came to investigate. But, uh, that, that was a, a moment that didn't quite make it into the, into the video series that, uh, I kind of wish had because it was, uh, it was pretty humorous, but it was pretty nerve wracking at the beginning. Uh, maybe Marshall, uh, might have, uh, have some footage of that, that he's going to integrate into, into one of his videos someday. Uh, I wanted to take the footage I got of the dog and like crop it. So you could just see that what I saw, basically the shoulder and then, you know, be like, see, see, that's, <laughs> that's what I saw. You can see why I thought it was a cat. But, uh, anyway, later that evening, uh, Will shows up and we kind of help him, uh, get situated and, um, kind of make some plans for the next day. And, uh, the next day was, was pretty cool. Uh, what we did was we took him, uh, over to the other side of the lake and showed him that weird, like nest slash, like sniper hide looking thing that we found that cave almost. And, um, <clears throat> it was kind of funny because we get there. And the little bone, the bone that I had pulled out of there, um, it was back inside and it, somebody, something had, had pulled it back in, into the little cave. And, you know, of course, Marshall and I were like, I, I don't remember. And then there were some like fresh green leaves, like on top of the, of the brush pile that was blocking the, the entrance. And, uh, Will was like, were these here? when you guys were here and me and Marshall were like, I don't think so. I don't remember. And of course they obviously, like, we had to go back and look at the footage, but they obviously weren't. And this, the, the bone had been moved back in. So that, that was kind of weird. And, uh, so Will, you know, he gets down and he's, he's getting in there. And I was, I was a little leery about like sticking, sticking body parts in there. And, um, he's looking and he, he, he like pulls it. He's like, you got to, uh, a thermal or something or what was he asking? Oh, a flashlight. So I, I, I gave him a flashlight and then he like digs around and he pulls his thermal out and he's like looking in the hole and he's like, Oh, it's a, there's a pack rat in there. So, um, we kind of came to the consensus that it was a, just a pack rat nest, but Holy cow, it was huge. Like really big. Like literally I could have crawled in there if I wanted to and laid down. It was so big. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was one of those things where, you know, Marshall and I were like, well, I've never seen anything like this before. <clears throat> and honestly, I think the only pack rat nests that I've ever seen were like in, uh, in like, old, you know, like un abandoned buildings or, you know, like an old barn or something or in an old vehicle that had been, uh, you know, left to set. And I had never seen one out in the wild like that, that was like built into, uh, almost like a natural cave. 
uh, that uh, that pack rat has a, a very uh, stylin cave. I mean, he he's he he must be living he uh, in pack rat terms. He's living in a deluxe apartment in the sky. I mean, he is the you know the the Howard Hughes of pack rats. Apparently, he has a very palatial spread. Uh, there's a lot of room um, for pack rat parties or whatever they do. But, uh, yeah, it was just this huge, I mean, you have to go to the video and, and take a look. And honestly, the video doesn't even do it justice because there's not a good sense of scale, but, uh, it's just basically a, a big, uh, cave. Well, it's not big, but it's, it's big enough for me, my fat ass to slide into. And neither Marshall or I had ever really seen anything about, uh, like it. And there was like all these woven sticks not really woven, but nest you know like a nest like a bird's nest and in fact at one point i was like well maybe this is some kind of like bur- predatory bird nest like an albatross or something I, I don't know but um yeah it was uh it was kind of weird but I'm, I'm glad that that uh will uh was able to you know see that little pack rat in there and kind of kind of like okay well this is probably a pack rat nest and all the and all the little twigs and stuff i got to looking at them and they were all kind of like pointed at the end like they had been chewed you know like gnawed on like a rodent and you know it, all signs kind of pointed toward that um and then of course you know we'll have the little pack rat signings so i mean <clears throat> it would be really cool and fun to say that it was a bigfoot hide or blind or nest or something but um i think you know we have to go with logic here and, and just say it was probably a giant pack rat nest which it's kind of weird when you think about it too. Like, uh, like I said, like it was big enough for me, a 200 plus pound man to, to crawl into. So <laughs> yeah. Um, even though it wasn't Bigfoot, it was still kind of damn weird. So after that, um, maybe I can't remember which one we did first. I'd have to go back and watch the video. I think, but, uh, either before or after that, uh, Marshall and I, uh, we, we, uh, gave Will a, um, a radio a two-way radio and marshall and i walked around to where will had his uh bedhead bigfoot sighting and i'm just gonna i'm briefly gonna gonna go over that uh he had pulled into the same camping area where we were at uh where we were currently camping and this was a few years ago and he's got a video maybe even a couple of videos on it on his uh youtube channel grassman 58 uh bigfoot of stevens county and I believe Marshall has a video about it as well. Um, he and I, he might even be talking. He might even have a. There might even be a video on my, my channel where he talks about it. Anyway, <clears throat> moving on. Uh, he pulled in. He was going to camp. He gets out of his vehicle. Uh, he hears. He he's like taking a leak, facing one way. He hears a knock kind of in front of him, and then he hears a knock behind him from the other side of the lake, he turns around and he sees something. There's a, there's a big rock across the lake and he sees something like, like a head and shoulders, like duck down behind this rock. And he said, he only saw it for just a split second. He said, but it gave him the impression that it had like uh, he called it bedhead. You know how, like when you wake up, you've been like snoozing really hard. You wake up from a really good uh, nap and your hair is all uh, like askew and, and messed up. And he said it looked like it gave him that impression, like it had bed head. And he said it, it ducked down behind the rock, and then he started hearing, like it was coming. It was like it was coming towards him around the lake, and he heard like squirrels start like a squirrel bark, then you know a few uh, meters or feet down the tree line, another squirrel bark, and then another squirrel bark. You know, basically it was coming toward him, and it just freaked him out like like holy shit something's coming to get me and he jumps in the car and he he takes off and so marshall and i um trekked over there to where this rock was and we actually did it before will got there and looked around a little bit and the whole area is just kind of honeycomb with trails there's all kinds of trails back in there um you know deer and, and other animals um in fact, we saw a deer, I think, the the first day we went out there when we were walking back. And so there's all kinds of trails 
all through there, there's a really worn path, like behind those rocks. There's like a couple of rocks uh, uh, setting together. And there's, it just almost looks like a, almost looks like a groomed trail where, you know, so much traffic goes through. It's just, it's beat down that, that well. And, um, almost like a little highway. So we went back there, we got some measurements, we took some video. And then when Will showed up, <clears throat> that's when we had the bright idea or I had the bright idea. I was like, let's do recreation like they do on finding Bigfoot and other stuff. And if I, I think this is my first like recreation, like a, like of a sighting or a visual. So Marshall and I walk back over there. Uh, we use the radios and will kind of, kind of gets me in position. You know, I stand in this area I'm like, is this where it was? Yeah, that's where it was. And, uh, I decided, you know, we're going to do like a little recreation. Of course, it's not, it's not a hundred percent the same. Cause like I said, this was a few years ago. There's a little bit more veg- vegetation over there now. So it wasn't like a one-to-one recreation. It was, a, there was a few variables in play. Um, the vegetation being one. And, you know, I did a, re- I kind of ducked down, tried to recreate what he saw. And he kept saying over the radio, he's like, man, you guys are small. And at one point I kind of, I took my hat off and I kind of waved it up in the air and he's like, yeah, I see you, you know, I can see you, but you're small. So we went back uh, over there to where he was at. <clears throat> and he was like, dude, I can't believe like how big that was. Cause you know, I'm a big guy. I'm, I'm uh, almost 300 pounds, uh, six foot, you know, like five 11. I, I was actually six foot. I think when I joined the military and by the time I got out, I was five 11. I, went through a lot of, uh, cartilage <laughs> in the military, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not a little guy. And he said that when I took my hat off and I was waving it, you know, up in the air, he said, that's about where the head was. Well, I'm six foot and I had my hat, you know, I was holding it up over my head. Well, that's another two foot probably. So whatever he saw was about eight foot tall. And you know, kind of realizing that kind of gave me, gave me goosebumps. Cause I'm like, man, I, that, I was just over there. <laughs> you know, I was over there where that thing was, you know, was that, was there one of those things over there where I was and, uh, when I was there and I just didn't see it. And then of course, you know, Will, he's like, he had goosebumps too. And we were all, it kind of creeped us all out. And, um, we were leaving, uh, to a new spot, uh, that day, later that day. And I'm kind of glad we did. Cause I was like, man, I don't, <laughs> that's, that's kind of scary, but I'd stayed there by myself the first night. So, um, uh, that was, that was another thing that, uh, was kind of comical. I didn't realize this, but, um, you know, cause I, I wanted to go back there because I got scared when we filmed Bigfoot encounters in the Pacific Northwest. I wanted to go back there and kind of like face my fear, you know? And, um, I didn't realize that the reason Will was going out there to camp when he had the bedhead sighting was basically to face his fear because he got scared back out there a different time. So Marshall was telling me that when I think we were actually walking back maybe after doing the recreation. Yeah. And, and Marshall was telling me that on the way back and I got like, I was like, Oh yeah, well I stayed out here by myself, you know, Monday night. Ha, huh? you know, I faced my fear, not like Will. And I got, I got to, um, I got to give him a little guff, you know, I was doing my, my macho man, you know, impersonation. And, uh, I think Marshall actually <laughs> included it in, uh, in the video, uh, the, the documentary, there's something out there. It's available on YouTube on the Selkirk range, um, Sasquatch YouTube channel. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that's why I was so, that's why I was, I was, uh, goofing off. That's why I was so like, Ha ha ha. I was feeling kind of ha ha ha. I did it and you didn't, uh, kind of, you know, like nan and a boo boo. Cause I stayed out here by myself and you didn't. That, that was why I was, uh, so elated and, and giving Will a little guff there with the macho man impersonation. But, uh, yeah, we left, we went to, um, a new, uh, area, one that I'd never been to before. It was kind of recommended by, uh, Aaron West and, there was uh, a couple, a couple of different guys met us. You know, Warren was there. Nathaniel Bronis, uh, Bill Basson came out for the first night. 
And, you know, we, um, we, we had, um, you know, we got there and we're like, it's dark. Like when we got there, it, it was already dark. And I, um, I had to set my, I had to park my car facing the wood line and like turn my, I've got these, um, uh, of light bars. I've got a light bar in my grill and I had to turn the light bar on so I could see to put my, uh, my tent up. And I just got that vehicle with the light bars. And I was like, thank God I got these light bars. Cause I don't know if I'd be able to put my tent up without them. It's one of those moments where have you ever bought something and you're like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I need this. This, this is a little bit, seems like a little bit of a excessive expenditure maybe. And then you need it almost right away. You use it. And then you're like, this was worth every penny. So <laughs> I had one of those moments with the, um, the light bar on my car and <clears throat> it, it was really dark there. Like the woods were just so dark and, and kind of, um, ominous. And it was like, even during the day, if you walked back into the wood line where our, um, tents and stuff were, it was so like dark and there's no, like no light coming through the, um, the trees, you know, the canopy was so thick and, uh, we're up like kind of on a mountain. Uh, there's a few lakes around us and I think I want to say that first night, I don't think anything really happened. I'm trying to remember. It's all kind of running together. And I didn't do like when, that first night. I did not do much, if any, really filming. I think I filmed maybe my tent after I got it up. And I don't think I really filmed anything else just because one, it was so dark. And two, I was like, I was exhausted because we'd already done all that stuff from the previous day where we went and looked uh, at the cave and then we did the recreation and then we drove to the new spot and we put the tent up and it was a lot of, it was a lot of stuff, uh, in one crammed in one day. So, uh, the next day we get up and I think it was the next, I can't remember which day it was, but, um, Will had said that there, there had been some noises in the camp after everybody went to bed. And I honestly, I don't remember if I heard them or not. Cause I, I think in one of the videos that Will's already posted or, or Marshall posted, Will was like, everybody heard it. And now I'm like, did I hear it? I don't remember. <laughs> I, I didn't put it in my notes, but that doesn't mean I didn't hear it. Um, so we, uh, we went and we checked. Aaron has a, um, has, has a long-term audio recorder set up. And this is, so this is, this is, let me, uh, use this as an example of what not to do when you go squatching. Uh, what had happened was, <clears throat> is Aaron was like, Hey, we're going to go up here and we're going to, um, check this. I'm going to, I want to switch out my card and my recorder and then he said something about like, and then we'll come back to camp. And then if you guys want, we'll go look in this riverbed, this dry riverbed for tracks. And what I heard was we're going to go do the maintenance on the recorder. We're going to come back to the campsite and then we're going to go to, uh, this, this dry riverbed or whatever it was or dry drainage and, uh, look for footprints. So <clears throat> it's still kind of early. It's kind of, it's kind of overcast and, you know, we're going to be walking through the woods, which are kind of, of, uh, dark. So there's, you know, it's not cold, but there's definitely, you know, it's not super warm either. So I wore my jacket and I didn't bring, uh, my backpack. Cause I thought we're just going to run up here and he's going to swap this card out and then we'll be right back. And I didn't, I didn't bring my jacket or I'm sorry. I didn't bring my backpack with any of my gear in it. Really. I think I had my GPS and I had, you know, of course my gun and my phone, you know, I had my camera and stuff like that. I had stuff to film with and I had my gun and my Garmin, but I didn't have any survival gear with me. I didn't have my water. I didn't have my water filtration system. I didn't have my emergency blanket. I didn't have my fire starter. I just thought we were going to run up here, do this simple task and then come back, then gear up to go do the, uh, the other thing. So we go up and we do the, um, 
the swap with the the memory card and the battery on the um, sound the sound recorder, which is a really cool setup, by the way. Uh, you got to you got to check out the video um, where we go up there and and, uh, and swap it out. I believe it's um, day six, the new spot, and you can kind of see the the design of the the long term recorder. It's actually kind of it's not something that basically was purchased for that it was kind of uh, it was a macgyvered almost i guess you would say kind of modified you know a few different things uh almost duct taped together to uh to make a long-term recorder and it's been going for a while so it's it's a success it, it definitely works so anyway we do that he, he gets the, the recorder um i'm not gonna say up but uh he gets it functioning again i guess uh, there's actually a little snafu with that and uh then they're like, okay, let's uh, walk down here and look for tracks. And at this point, I'm thinking like, wait a minute, what's, what? <laughs> um, like, oh, well, maybe we're just going to walk down here because, you know, we drove up to the spot where the recorder was. And it's, I don't know, it's a couple of miles away up the mountain. <clears throat> so we walk down in this valley and we're looking and we keep walking and we keep walking and it's starting to get warmer and warmer and I'm wearing a jacket you know, and it's like 80 degrees outside at this point. Plus, you know, we're walking through the woods and I'm getting kind of warm and Marshall's getting kind of warm and we're, you know, I'm fat and slow. Marshall's old and slow and the group kind of gets away from us. Like Will, uh, Nathaniel and, and Aaron, like they kind of keep going and me and me and Marshall are like, you know, like I show I'm tired, boss. Well, Marshall happens to have some water in his pack. So he sits down and he's, you know, he's like, we got to take a break. So I'm like, let's take a break. And in my mind, I'm kind of thinking like, we should probably walk back to the vehicles now because we're not really prepared for, for this, for, for this amount of, ex, uh, of, uh, exertion. And, you know, I don't have the right equipment. I don't have uh, any water. Like I thought this was going to be like a, a, you know, 10, 15 minute job. And then, you know, back to the campsite to resupply and, and head back out. <clears throat> so anyway, the other guys, they just took off. Like they're gone, which in my book is a big no, no. Like it's okay to separate, but it has to be like a pre-planned thing. Like, okay, we're going to go over here X amount of distance and, you know, if you guys want to go over here, the X amount of distance. And then, you know, we'll, if something happens, we'll meet here. And then the backup location, we'll meet here, like back in the vehicles or something. None of that was discussed. Like they just took off. So I think Marshall was kind of like, well, we can't just, cause I'm like, fuck it. Let's go back to the cars. And Marshall's like, well, you know, eh, you know, I think we should, we shouldn't like run off and, and, and like not tell them where we're going. And so we, we kind of kept going and of course the terrain's getting rougher and we're going like up and down hills and mostly up because everything is uphill in this area. <clears throat> and we finally run back into him and, or no, we run back into Will. Will, I think, decided to stop and wait for us and they just kept going, the other two, which again, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking like, this is not, this is not cool. Like you don't leave people behind in the woods. <laughs> like, it's just not something you do if they're part of your group. Um, you know, you just don't do it. And we ended up, uh, meeting back up with them. And then a plan was made. Like we were going to go back and get the cars and drive the cars back to the campsite. And then those two, the Nathaniel and Aaron, were going to keep going and following that, that Creek bed or whatever back toward the campsite. And it actually came out like near the campsite. And, I don't know. I was really aggravated because I'm like, man, this was like some piss poor planning. Like should have been nice. If I knew, excuse me, what we were doing, I would have brought some water. I wouldn't have brought my jacket. You know, I would have been more prepared. And I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a, a stickler when it comes, I'm a planner. You know, I like to plan stuff. Like I'm going to do here. I'm going to go here. I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to try and be back by this time, you know, and if not, then this time, and then I've got like a backup plan where like, okay, if this happens, I'm going to stay here or I'm going to, you know, like this is the secondary meetup place. Like I like to do stuff like that. I don't just like to go willy nilly. 
and like, oh, you know, well, you know, they'll catch up or we'll, we'll meet back up with them later. Maybe hopefully, <laughs> like hopefully one of them doesn't have a heart attack and die. <laughs> so anyway, um, Marshall, Will and I ended up like going like uphill all the way back to the road. Oh my God. It was, I was so mad. Beans was so mad. <laughs> I got over it. I'm not as mad anymore, but at the same time, I'm like, probably not going to go in the woods with those guys again. I mean, one part of that's on me. I need to be in better shape. I know that I recognize it, but again, knowing that I'm like, I don't like these, those guys took off and I'm like, I can't push myself that far. Like I can't, I can't climb up this freaking mountain with no water and, and no emergency equipment. Uh, luckily I had my, my Garmin, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was really a poor planning. Um, <clears throat> a little bit, of, you know, there's a little bit of blame to go around on everybody, but, um, you know, you should really, when you're in a group like that, you should really one stick together and two, you should have like a plan and a backup plan. Like this is where we're going to go. If we can't get there or we get split up, this is the meeting place or the secondary objective. I don't know. Maybe it's just the soldier in me, <laughs> but yeah, that was the, probably the worst part of the trip was that that day where we basically, um, did the freaking uh, uh, baton death march there through the freaking woods. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> but you know, what was cool though, is we got back to the campsite and it was, it kind of sucked cause we get back to the campsite and I'm like gassed, I'm done. I'm like, man, I, and I would have liked to have done some more exploring, but that like really took it out of me. Like we had to go, up some really steep hills and I was mad. So I was pushing myself and I had no water. And even though Marshall offered me some water, I was so aggravated. I was so spiteful. that I didn't take it. I was like, Nope, I'm going to drink my water out of my backpack. <laughs> so anyway, um, we, we got back and I was so gassed and, um, Will was like, I think it's time for a beer. And he pulled out, um, a Stella Artois, which I have never had. Uh, I've had a lot of beer in my time, but had never tried one of those. And he gave me one of those. And I was like, holy crap, I think I have a new favorite beer. So something good did kind of come out of that day. In fact, I'm, I've got some now, but, uh, <laughs> that was man, just don't, don't be like beans, boys and girls. One, be in really good shape. And two, uh, have clearly defined, uh, parameters for the missions you're about to, to go on. Don't be afraid to ask questions and just say, show me on the map <laughs> what we're doing and a timeline of how it's going to go. Because I went, which I wasn't the only one that heard it th that way that we were going to go do the recorder, come back to the campsite and then uh, go back to the riverbed or whatever it was. So I think Marshall and maybe even Will were like, hey, that's what I heard too. Um, but you know, you, you get in the field with guys that are in one in better shape with you and two, uh, you know, a little bit more gung ho than you are. And, you know, bad things can happen. You can, you can wind up, uh, with hypothermia or heat stroke pretty quick. So, you know, just let this be a lesson to you guys, you know, uh, make plan, plan, plan accordingly, ask questions, and, uh, have backup plans, but, uh, that, yeah, that was, that was it. That was the worst part of the trip. The rest of the trip was amazing. Uh, I was a little sore at Aaron when we got back, but I got over it. He's, he's a great guy. And, um, so anyway, um, I think Aaron was it Aaron left that day. I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting confused with my days. Like it all kind of runs together. I can't remember how many days we were there. I can't remember if we were there for two days or three days. <clears throat> and, um, we were sitting around, sitting around a campfire that night. And this is when, um, one of the coolest things happened of the whole trip is we're sitting there and we're talking. And then you hear off in a distance, you just start, you hear this like cascading, like it reminded me of an avalanche. Like I thought like, Holy cow, is there, you know, there, there's no snow up here. What am I hearing? But what we decided it was, is it was a, tr it was trees falling and it was like one tree 
and then there was a pause of a few seconds and then like two more. So it sounded like, like four tree falls within, I don't know, like 10 or 15 seconds. And Will, uh, Will has, uh, audio of it, uh, on his, uh, YouTube page. I don't have it in front of me exactly which video it is, but, uh, it's one of the, one of the videos that, uh, we recorded there in the, the Selkirk mountains, uh, over the last, uh, couple of months. It just came out like a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, so Will's got audio. I probably have audio of it, uh, but I haven't gotten through all my audio yet. I've got so much freaking audio. I ran audio every night. I mean, you know, this was like a seven, eight day trip. I ran audio every night. So I've got like eight nights of audio to go through. Um, I tried to isolate some of the audio where like when something would happen, I would try and like save it on my phone. And (laughs) so far I haven't been able to find any of it. I can find the audio files and I'll start listening to them. I don't hear anything. And I'm like, well, do I need better headphones? Like what's going on? Did it not like transfer over to my phone correctly? So anyway, I'm, I'm still, I'm still digging through audio, but will, uh, has the audio of the four trees falling up on his YouTube page. And, um, yeah, it's a head scratcher. I, I don't know what to think of it. I mean, it, it could just be the tree. I mean, the trees just fell naturally, but I mean, it could have been like a domino effect or something. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Uh, there was no uh, wind really to speak of, uh, it wasn't raining. So the ground wasn't, uh, wet or soft. I don't know. It, it was actually pretty dry the whole time we were there. So it, it was, it was kind of creepy. And, um, I think, I don't think anything else happened that night. I don't think we heard anything else. Maybe, maybe there was like a distant, uh, possible vocalization or something, but, uh, it was, it was pretty quiet. Um, other than that, that was like the big thing. And then, uh, the next day, <clears throat> pretty much everybody left, uh, except for me and me and Will. Me and Will were the last two standing. Uh, it was a day seven. It was, uh, you know, my marathon session was coming to an end. You can actually, if you watch the video, you can actually tell, like I start the, I start the week and I'm like all like, you know, clean and, you know, clean shaven. And then by the end of the week, you know, by day seven, I've got like, like my face is starting to break out. (laughs) I'm like like falling apart. And I know I smelled so bad, (laughs) but, uh, So the last night, you know, me and Will were like, all right, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's do it. Let's have like a marathon here. And, uh, we stayed up really late and we had a ton, I had a ton of firewood. So we burned, we burned so, I still have firewood left. Um, but, uh, we burned so much firewood, had such a big fire. And at one point, I think it was about seven 30 or so, uh, we heard a knock to the East, like one crisp, clear knock, just one. And then like an hour later on the other side of us, like almost directly West, we, there was another knock, which I don't, I don't remember. I don't think I heard it as clear. Will said it was definitely a knock. I think, but I, I was, I didn't really hear. I was probably running my mouth. I was probably talking. Uh, but that was kind of weird how it was like, okay, there was a knock on the East side of us. And then almost an hour later, there was a knock on the complete opposite side of us coming from the other side of the lake. And it was one of those things that make you wonder, like, is it, was it the same, was it the same thing that caused both knocks? Did it just literally like go around our campsite, you know, skirt around us and then go down there and knock, or is it two separate groups knocking back and forth? But, um, yeah, that, that was the big, like, you know, we got knocks. And then I can't, I think it was about 11 o'clock, 1130, something like that. Um, we were looking in the, I believe it was the West sky and we, I saw this light. It, it, it reminded me of a flare and its movement because it kind of, it came up over the trees like a, like a flare would. It was really far away, came up over the trees and then it kind of dimmed out, but Will, Will said it was still there. And I 
think I saw it too, but I wasn't sure if it was the same thing, but it seemed like it was just kind of hanging there like a star, but it, it, you know, it came up over the tree pretty quick, you know, like I thought it was probably a satellite or something. And then it like dimmed out. Um, and it was, I don't think it was a flare. It was really far away. So that was kind of weird. Um, and it was coming from the same direction we heard the knock, but it, and it's, and it's hard to tell, you know, like scale and distance in the sky, but it, I got the impression it was really far away, like much further away than the knock was coming from. So who knows? Um, it might've just been, uh, it might've been some kind of weird satellite or something. Maybe it was, uh, when it was glowing, it was thrusters were, were going or something and it was changing direction. And then when it got on where the needed to be or whatever heading it needed to be on, maybe the thrusters stopped and that caused it to like dim out. But, uh, it's kind of weird. Yeah. So I think we stayed up. We stayed up to like two or three in the morning. I think I don't, I don't remember. I just, um, I remember I slept, I think I slept pretty good. Like a lot of times when you, I go camping, I don't sleep good because I'm, I'm, I'm like listening. I'm like, I want to hear stuff. But, uh, I think at that point I was just from, I was exhausted and I, I slept pretty decent. And <clears throat> plus, you know, I had that, like, I knew the next day I was going to get up and, and leave. And like, I was going to go stay in a hotel the next night and have like a shower and food and all that good stuff. So I knew that I was like, you know, I, I had, uh, I was at the end, you know, like it was over. I made it, you know, I did the the whole seven days and now I get to go like have a real bed and a shower and, oh, it was so nice. It was so nice to like go and sit down in a restaurant and get a meal and like hot meal. And, and it was, um, it was pretty good. Um, the end, the end of the trip was, was uh, pretty epic because it had been a, a long uh, seven day, uh, excursion out in the woods there. And I think that was pro oh, I, other than when I was in the military, obviously we went out in the field for longer than that, but as a civilian, I'm pretty sure that's the longest time I've ever spent out in the woods with no, uh, with no break no shower, no, no hotel, no, uh, you know, luxuries in between, but yeah, it was a, it was a cool trip. Um, don't really know what I'm going to do next year. I've got some ideas. Uh, you know, I'd like to do at least, you know, one big trip a year and then, you know, a lot of little small local camping trips. So we'll see. Um, I, I think I know what I'm going to do, but I'm, I haven't nailed it down yet. I'm going to actually probably by the end of January, I'm probably going to have it, um, either set in stone or, or really close to set in stone. I like to have my trips, but like I said, I'm a planner. I like to kind of have my trips planned out um, pretty far in advance. So usually if I have to buy plane tickets or something, I buy them in January if I can, or basically whenever they become available is like as soon as they open up the dates. So we'll see. <clears throat> I don't think, I don't think I'm going back there next year. I think I'm going to do something different, but we'll see. I mean, maybe I'll get a chance to go back next year, but, um, We'll see. The only thing I have set in stone for next year is the Boreal Bigfoot Expo happened in June 10th and 11th in Fairbanks. Uh, there's going to be some really cool speakers there. I think I can uh, announce that uh, I'm going to be there. Uh, Rob Roy Menzies is going to be there. Um, I believe we're going to have Fred from Subarctic Sasquatch there. Uh, who else is going to be there? Michael Thompson, the Sasquatch tracker is going to be there. I got to have him on here. I keep, I keep forgetting. I, I don't really forget, but I'm like, I want to do like, I want to do a big show with him, you know, like I want to have a, a big show and maybe like record it in person or something. And I'm always like, Oh, you know, we'll, we'll I have all these big plans, but then I never act on them. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I think we've been going for like, oh my gosh, it's almost, I thought this was going to be like a 30 minute episode. <laughs> I've been rocking, I've been running my mouth for an hour. Good Lord. All right, guys. Um, what I, I wanted to hit some, some things before I get off here. Um, don't forget Christmas day, December 25th, the, uh, 
Alaskan Coastal Sasquatch, or is it Bigfoot? I think it's Sasquatch. Uh, the new uh, On the Trail of from Small Town Monsters is dropping on YouTube. Uh, the <clears throat> the uh, part one that came out, uh, I believe it was on Thanksgiving or November anyway. It came out in November. Uh, I just uh, took a peek at it today. It's got like a million views. So that's, that's amazing. And, you know, like I said, on the one hand, I'm like, that's awesome. They got a million views. And then on the other hand, I'm like, I've got like a dozen videos doing the same shit. <laughs> Why don't I have a million views? But man, best of luck to them. They did. They do great work. They've got some awesome freaking cinematography in that uh, video. Some great wildlife shots. You got to check it out. And also I have a screener copy of part two. I don't believe it's available to the public yet. Um, and I am probably going to sit down and watch it tonight. And, uh, do a review on it here pretty quick. I'll probably have the review out. Um, I don't know. Do I want to drop it on Christmas day? Maybe the day after, I don't know, but we'll, we'll get something out on it. I mean, I got to, right. I think I'm actually in the second one. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to, at least for maybe a second or two, uh, I'm going to be in part two. Uh, what else? Head over to alaskwatchpodcast.com. Uh, if you go there, you can go to the Alaskwatch store uh, you can purchase some uh, books that I've written. You can get them autographed. You can purchase uh, some cool stickers that we designed, uh, T-shirts, magnets, some other cool stuff like that, and uh, have them sent directly to your place of residence. Uh, and what else? I think that's about it. Uh, keep your eyes open here. We're going to have um, a really cool video dropping uh, not this Friday, not, not Christmas. Let's see when we get the date up here, the 30th. So right before new year's, uh, I'm going to drop probably my final video from this trip. Uh, remember, cause I mean, just because of the trip, I, so I get done in Washington, right. But I still got to drive home. So, uh, I drove all through Canada and I had to, initially, I had this grand plan that I was going to stop. I was going to look up all these sighting locations along the drive and stop and check them out. And it didn't quite work out that way. Um, and it didn't help. Uh, part of that's my fault because for the first like couple of days of the drive, I, uh, I didn't have any, uh, I didn't have any data and have any cell service. And, uh, that's my fault because I had, uh, I had my data roaming turned off and I didn't, I didn't know, like I didn't know it was supposed to have it on. So like I literally got into Canada and I'm like, I don't have any data. Like what? This place is so backwards. What's wrong with this place? And I had no idea it was my fault. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to call and order an international roaming uh, package. And it it was my fault. I didn't have my data roaming turned on. So for like the first two days I drove through Canada, I was like, I can't do anything but text to make phone calls. So, so anyway, my uh, last video that uh, covers some of my time in Canada is going to drop on the uh, 30th of December. And I, I don't know. I know I say this about a lot of things, but you really need to check it out. Like something really bizarre happens. I go to this place uh, where I, somebody contacted me actually quite some time ago and told me about a a sighting at this location. And it just, it's a crazy sighting and it just so happens I was driving right through there on my way home and I thought, well, I got to check this place out. And I did. And something happened. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you what, but something happened. And, um, you know, the beans got scared a second time. I'll just tell you that. So anyway, guys, um, keep an eye out for that video. Uh, go over to the YouTube channel and subscribe. So you'll find out when it comes out. But uh, anyway, guys, have a Merry Christmas or uh, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. Please enjoy yourself and, uh, you know, try and be nice to somebody, you know, throw a little goodwill towards somebody, Uh, you know, a little brotherly love there, even especially in a cryptic community, you know, be nice to somebody that maybe you're not too fond of. Anyway, guys, uh, take care. Merry Christmas. God bless. And uh, I'll see you back here in... uh, a little bit and we'll talk about the Alaskan coastal Sasquatch again.
Thank you.